Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Play All The Way, a Leeds United podcast by the fans on for the fans. Uh, today I'm joined with Pete. Hello. And James. Hello. Right. Uh, Fulham, big, big win. Uh, kudos to Lee for, for getting the uh, score right. I think he's a 2-1. Yeah, much needed win. Massive win, wasn't it? London, London hoodoo, done, dusted, happy days. And we're also safe. What, what hoodoo? What, what hoodoo? What? <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say it. No, it was. I, th- I think it was. It was a, a good performance. It was complete opposite of Chelsea. I think in the first half it was so frenetic. So I think I said that in the group. Um, so messy as well. Yeah, we we started off really strong, let Fulham back into it, and then the second half I think Fulham didn't really pose a threat, and we we looked quite um, strong going forward. Still a little bit uh, dodgy in defence, but I don't care. It's London away. I think at the end of the day it was. As much as we were saying it wasn't a big game, I still think it was a little bit just because of the whole psychological thing about London and also getting three points against a team who were basically, well, I, w- I would say near enough down, but Newcastle seemed to be <laughs> doing their best to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, I completely agree. I think we, we looked comfortable, I think, for the majority of the game. Didn't have as much, as much possession as I thought we'd have, which brings us to that start we maintained, don't we, that... Uh, we have less possession than the team we're playing and we've still not lost when that's happened under Bielsa. Weird, isn't um, it? Right, I, I'm all for giving the team the ball from now on. I don't ever want to see us with the ball. Don't be so daft. Uh, <laughs> um, good goal from Bamford, wasn't it? You know, nice, nice cutting in from Rafinha coming in, cutting across for him. Uh, good finish. I know he said after the game and he said that it's come off his shin. He did. Um, but... Still, you know, strikers, you know, still strikers finish, you know, it, where it went in the net where it wanted to go. And sometimes you need that, don't you? And I think Bamford has been a bit unlucky in recent weeks uh, in front of goal. Yeah, it's it's good to know that Bamford isn't all just about goals. It's like the, the hard working off the ball. And collectively, I think as a team, we do need more goals from different positions. We don't we don't rely on Bamford, but we... Um, his goals are are important, but he does a lot of work off the ball. But going back to what Pete said before about, I think our versatility from first half to second half, I think that's that's something that no not many managers we've seen over the years do. But Bielsa knows how to change it from first half, second half, just how to nullify teams, how, how to how to stop threats. The one for me was um, Mitrovic came on. And he was the first thing you're thinking, oh shit, here we go, here's Mitrovic. But don't remember him doing much at all, second half, really at all. No, I, don't yeah, I felt that really uncharacteristic from him as well, because normally he puts himself around a bit, doesn't he, and gets in the face of people. And so I know he started that in the last 15 or so, but yeah, I, I was worried Mitrovic comes on, especially because I don't think it's no secret for a team that we're not fantastic in the air at the back, you know, defending corners and set pieces, um, which was another frustration, wasn't it? Conceding from another corner. It's just driving me insane. <laughs> I just don't I don't understand it. I know. I've seen something before though, blaming that um Aileen should have had a free kick. I know it's clutching straws like, but we're at six and sevens. We just don't know how to follow a man, do we? No. And don't get me wrong, I'm a I I would always um favour man to man marking over zonal marking. Like when zonal marking first came to the Premier League, it was like, oh my God, what is going on? People just wouldn't have a clue and there'd be so much space. Obviously, I know teams have adapted to it now and much better at it, but I've always preferred man marking, but you've got to be good at it. You can't just stand and mark your man. If, if yeah. your man, it's a different class than in the Premier League and the Championship. Yeah, you, you're, giving, you're giving people a run at the ball, aren't you? You're giving them an extra few few yards to get the power behind the ball and, and chase the ball. Yeah. Miss Pontus, don't we? I think it's Bamford. Bamford's the free man, isn't he? I think usually nine times out of ten, he's the free man um, to go. Yeah, he is, yeah. But yeah, so something's got to change, hasn't it? I know we all Bielsa will never change his ways, etc. But it's just a a little tweak, I guess. It's it's not going to compromise how we play football, I presume, by 
practice. They must practice it. I, I, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I think as well, I'm not as... We've got to credit Melier for his performance. He's superb. I still don't think yeah. he's the most commanding when it comes to a cross. So again, I think that might also play into it with corners. As we saw when he came out flying and he got the ball, fair play to him. And I think Connor said it in the group chat, he can fly and flap as much as he wants if he pulls off those saves that he did. Yeah, it was a heart it was a heart and mouth when he ran out for that ball and punched it. I thought just get that ball away. It was. Well but then he still made it he still made his way back on the line and, and got himself composed for that 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 that, that one save. One handed save, yeah. Yeah, it was a superb save. But it was Burnley all over again, wasn't it? Where he sort of rushed out and you thinking, Oh no. Yeah. Again, that's not uh, not to criticise Melier. He's young. You he, you learn that sort of stuff. You don't learn his shot stopping ability. That's just it's something natural, and he's brilliant at it. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it's not going to instill confidence, is it, in your defence in your corner? And I think it does make us look a bit shaky. I think what I find most most frustrating about the corner scene is that it just seems to be something that a team coming against us can just go right. We'll get a goal against Leeds. Right, this is something that we can practice at. And it will give us a very, very good chance because I know it's like a real obvious weakness. Like I know that um, you can describe a weakness for us as like because we we attack so much, leaves up at the back. But that's part of an identity, isn't it? That that's that's a style of play, and you know uh, teams are style of play to play. But this seems to be just like a a one thing. Then go to training ground and just go right. Let's put some a couple of people here. Let's practice 20, 40, 50 corners. Get go for this spot each time because if we win it. Leeds probably aren't going to beat us to it, and that's what I found most frustrating about it. It's just like a, it's like a quick win for a team preparing for us. And why wouldn't you do that? You would like, like we men- we mentioned in previous podcasts, haven't we? Like, why didn't Chelsea bring Giroud on? Why didn't Newcastle bring Andy Carroll on? It's just something that you'd think, yeah, it's a, it's a weakness. And like you said, it yeah. you split your team's weak, the opposition's weakness. Horrible when the commentator mentions it all the time. You think, oh God, the curse. It's that stat that it's they always show it, don't they? Every time goals conceded from set pieces. It's not like we're just one ahead. I think we're about three ahead, aren't we, or something? Damn. Yeah, 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 we clear out there. I did like that one though. They said about Fulham, who've never come from behind to win. That, that made it a little bit more relaxed. Relaxing. Is this yeah something? Is it fifteen games or something now? They haven't done yeah. it. Yeah. Although I did see, I'm gonna I'm gonna get called a teenage girl. This I saw a video on TikTok. Um, not that I watch TikTok. <laughs> you teenage girl. Did you think you had TikTok? I haven't got an account before you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But there was a stat saying um, it was the league position on every team in the Premier League if they won the game by scoring first. Where do you think Leeds were in the in the Premier League? We don't we don't lose that many when we score first, do we? No, um, no, that's, but that's not the thing. So it's basically if you score first, you win the game. So where yeah, where? Right, we're... okay. Uh, I'm gonna say seventh. No, yeah, we're about fifteenth or sixteenth. Near the bottom, are we? Yeah. Really? Which which puts us saying about how uncrucial it is for us to score the first goal. We've come from we've come from behind the scenes to score to win a couple of games, haven't we? We have, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah, but, but majority of the time oh. we lost. Great stat. It is. Well, it was on TikTok, so I don't believe. Maybe it's, it's probably as uh, reliable as Wikipedia, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> Looking back to uh, Rafinha's performance, oh, for it, brilliant. Sam Bamford goal and assist. I thought it was a two different performances from Rafinha. I thought Give it to us. First half, he didn't really get in the game. Maybe credit to Fulham a bit. He couldn't find his rhythm. He couldn't find the space. But then again, whatever we changed at half time, he found the space and he was a threat because obviously they both swap wings, don't they? He swapped yeah. wings with Harrison and then he swapped back when he scored. Seems to be a bit of a pattern, that, doesn't it? I know. It's, it, it, he does seem to always he grows into games quite a lot and I think he does look better in the second half. Yeah. Well, this this is something that I've said a couple of podcasts now about Rafinha. And that's that, that's my <laughs> that's been my only criticism of him is that I felt that you know he's not as effective in the beginning parts of the game ways, but it sort of it's, but it sort of shows like a, a football intelligence, doesn't it? I think where you know games aren't going for you, and you, you you learn how to play in that game, and I'm quite happy for that. I'm quite happy mm-hmm. for him to experience like not an outstanding 45 minutes. But then give us a second half like he did, where performances like that change games and you know win points. That's what he's been doing. Yeah, some teams are going to see him as more of a threat now, aren't they? As well, because he's he's just been highlighted as like the the play the transfer of the summer and and obviously one of our biggest players this season. I think teams are going to try and try and nullify him. I think you need to correct Alan Smith as well. I I said it 
during the, well after the game. Far from a scruffy goal. That's, it's a superb the way he sort of goes over the top of the ball to roll it further and the finish. I think it's brilliant. I really do. It's not a yeah. hockey goal or anything like that. He, he's meant every bit of that. I think it's superb. You, you, yeah, completely you, agree. you hit the nail on the head saying he can he can take as, as long as he likes to settle into the game to work it out if he's going to produce performances like that in the second half. Because he, he, will, he will inevitably get us something out of the game. We will. And I know we don't want to rely on him, um, as we've said as well, as just the outlet. It has to be the whole team. It, at the start of the game, it was the whole team. The whole team looked so threatening. Poor Luke Aylin, <laughs> with that goal. I mean, at the start, the first 10 minutes, he looked like he was going to be our main threat. He just had so much space on the right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rafinha, he's just different class, isn't he? Really is. Well, well on that, how much of a joke is VAR? Um, I, I, I don't see how it's benefiting the game when it's, when, you know, when, when you're looking so... So marginal. How do you um, t- how do you teach somebody to Tyler Roberts has looked across the line there and he has made himself level. He is online. How can you teach a kid to say, look, you need to look where your shirt sleeve is because that potentially be offside? It's impossible. You can't. It's exactly exactly that. As soon as we bring in a system that I think what they're doing in the Dutch leagues with this like error, you know, error into a margin of error where you've got a couple of centimetres either way, but the better. Um, it's it, it, it's killing the game. It's killing the game. But can you imagine if that had been? Like the away fans, the Leeds away fans at the ground there celebrating that. You, you, you suck all life away from it. And as soon as it gets to a point where fans are going to be terrified of you know, celebrating anything. I think it's sucked the life out of Aileen. I do. I think his head dropped a little yeah. bit after it. I really do. It's a shame because it's a brilliant header as well. It was. Yeah. Absolutely I'm... fantastic header. And beautiful flowing hair as well, wasn't it? And everything. It was just, yeah. <laughs> it was really good. It was just, um, obviously, Leeds have put it on Facebook about what are your thoughts on the VAR and just trying to read one of the first comments about it. Be dangerous now, it's on Facebook, James. The, the fella said that the rule needs to be changed and that it, the, the, the line should go off where his feet are. The line is going off. If you're, if you're, like you say, if you're running at a momentum, you, you it, isn't your body going to be a bit further ahead than your feet? Yeah. Should, needs to be done it. And looking at the goalkeeping rule for um, kicking up the ball inside the area and stuff, they, they can have their feet inside the penalty area, can't they? And be holding onto the ball outside of the area. Yes. Well, that's not a handball, even though that, you know, probably they use their hands. That's what you, you're telling me that, that, Going forward in the same the same way, it should be the feet they're looking at. It should. It really. But it's the same rule for the area, then, isn't it? It is. Um, I'm I'm just really failing to see what VR is bringing to the league at the minute. Don't go. It's good moments when you know there's some things where you know there's obvious obvious red card foul or something, or when a, and that's 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 what it's going to be when there's a clear and obvious error. That's when it needs to uh, to come to effect. But when you're looking at you know whether there's like a Blade of grass width difference where two players are stood. You know, it's not offside. You're not gaining an advantage no. from your, your knee hair being slightly more in front of somebody else. And that they, they need this system. They need this couple of centimetre uh, uh if, if we're going to buy into VAR. I, I don't want to make it a cricket podcast because I know how much I love cricket, but it, it needs to be, like you said, exactly like that. It's... I don't know. I know James watches. I know we we've been to the cricket and watched the mighty Lancashire and Dean, um, but it's umpires call. So if that linesman, so linesman call in in essence. So if that linesman flags, if he if he doesn't flag and you know it's it's clear and obvious, like you said, within that few millimeters, then the decision changes. Then it is offside. It's. It, it, you've got to let the linesman do his job. You've got to let the ref do his job. And then if it is clear and obvious, that's what it's for. Otherwise, why are they there? Exactly. Don't don't need them. Don't need them. Just just go straight to VAR every time there's an offside or something like that. Don't need it. It's, I would like to pick the point really out that like, at that cricket game, I'll support in Yorkshire. Just, yeah, like, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to point out one of the guys that we went to, went with, went to the toilet and missed a hat-trick. Just to, and it was Joe Root. hat-trick. Joe Root, Johnny Burstow and Kane Williamson in a hat-trick. Probably the greatest hat-trick <laughs> I'll ever see. And yeah, he was in the toilet. Anyway. 
No, going back to the VAR though, it's 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 taking good goals away from the game. It's killing it. It's killing it. And you're right, what you're saying about the advantage. If there's an if it's clear and obvious, if there's an advantage to to the striker, then yes, it's unfair. So it's offside. But if there's no advantage, mm-hmm. if he's on if he's online. Now I know the Dutch have brought out a ruling, haven't they? I don't know if I put a picture in a group about the Dutch's ruling. You just mentioned that. We would, yeah, just been talking about that, James. But yeah. literally just mentioned it. Well, I'll have to listen to that back. But <laughs> <laughs> you could just start listening now. Oh my god. Um, yeah. The only, the only thing is about that. I don't know how it works with the. You, you can go on this with the Dutch one. So if if they do flag and it's not offside, what happens then? It know. does because obviously, I mean, <laughs> are they encouraged still not to flag? Is that is Isn't that what that the do? reason why the game carries on? Well, in essence, the game shouldn't carry on if that if the linesman flags. So I I presume that maybe they don't flag still. So maybe it's because we've seen what happened with Patricia. I can't say his name, Patricio, with Wolves. Obviously, he had the injury after the game's carried on, even though it shouldn't have carried on. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's unfair to blame the linesman and stuff though for that. I think no, that, yeah, it's not their fault. That that that's like that's a football incident that could have happened at any time of the game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it's well, just think... it's just a massive shame that it happened. Yeah. And uh, because it could have been, I suppose it could have been stopped, couldn't it? I suppose that's why, it, why we analyse it so much. Some of them are ridiculous. I mean, Rafinha's, he was about five yards off, wasn't he, for the goal, the goal he scored. We all knew he was offside, but he still couldn't flag until he put it in the net. <laughs> yeah. But again, again, it, it's, it's taking all responsibility away from linesmen and referees and stuff. Um, and and what, what, one of my friends is a, is a good referee. He's a definitely decent standard. And... Um, no, it doesn't support VAR at all. No. But well, going back to have a look at some positive Leeds performances because we've been quite negative in here, here at the minute. And take away from oh, what was a really good Leeds performance, um, and looking back, somebody else who performed well, and we say it time and time again about how vital he is to the way that we play. But Calvin Phillips is just a machine. Absolute machine. He he was superb, wasn't he? Absolutely. He just he controls the game, doesn't he? he it's as as shaky as we look defensively, he still he still makes us look better. He he still can break up the ball. He still he just wins everything. He yeah, I, that's all I can say about him. He's he's superb. He there was one bit where he even made a mistake, and he just ran back and he just barged. I think it was Robinson, was it the left back? Or the uh, one who went into the um, advertising board. Yeah, that it just shows his commitment. It yeah. Uses class and his reason of the game is, just, is just unbelievable, isn't it? From 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 where he's come from, from when we when he first started at Leeds, and I think we had the conversation on Friday about him and Vieira. Yeah, and who, Patrick. Ronaldo. Yeah, sorry, Ronaldo Vieira. Yeah, <laughs> about. <laughs> I was a little bit disappointed when when Ronaldo Vieira got 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 transferred, but yeah, so was now, I. We, we got we got the better end of the bargain, like, but. Do you it's remember the, the... the way he defends, the way he makes the job easier for centre backs? Just just his all round play is on on and I never want him to miss a game for Leeds because you just he just upsets that balance. I think there was a game well, with Ronaldo Vieira. Was it Bristol City away? He hadn't played for ages, and then Ronaldo Vieira came back, and I think we beat them three 0 or something. Yeah, and his performance in that day was very Phillips like now, and there was there's an image in my mind where. There's a yeah. Bristol City player grabbing his shirt and he's just he's still running. And he, yeah. he potentially had that, I think. I think it was a close call, you know. I do. It, it might even have come down to the fact, I know this might be you must don't talk rubbish, but it might have come down to the fact that a local lad, you know, who I was say that was Vieira born in Leeds. Was he? Yes. Um I don't know. I don't know. I think so. Um, but anyway, I think maybe they went with Phillips because maybe Bielsa saw a little bit more in him. And I'm not saying Bielsa would have made Vieira what Phillips is now. I, I don't think he would. But I think at the time, he had a snap decision to make and obviously he made the right one by the looks of it. Yeah, I think there must have been an offer coming for Ronaldo Vieira. At the time, maybe there was no offers for, for Phillips. So Go on, Dean, where is he was from? ultimately there for Bielsa to make, knowing what he had to play with with. With Vieira, with um, Phillips. Go on, Dean. He's, he's born in Guinea-Bissau. Is that how you say it? 
So it's close, basically as close as Stuart Dallas is to being a from a local. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I know he moved to England quite quite early on, though, didn't he? Yeah, but I, but I think he moved up north. He used to play called Whitley Bay, a team near Newcastle. Oh, why I? Um, and then played a couple of seasons for Huddersfield, the junior team. There you go. Yeah. That's why I probably ended up being dogged. Sorry. Very good. Very oh. good, Pete. Yeah. It was nice to see a performance where, um, well, like I said, we didn't need to win. But, but with our form and the team that we were playing, it was nice to put in a dominant like a dominant win. A game where I don't really think we, we looked like we were going to lose. Uh, I, I agree what you're saying, yeah. I think this is where I go back to before. The game of two halves, I thought, if it wasn't familiar, we could have lost that game in the first half. But, Schwartz said it, didn't he? Mark Schwartz yeah. said, <laughs> which I know Connor wasn't happy with. He was like, is he on something? But, yeah, <laughs> those goals go in, do our heads drop? But we were so we were a lot dominant in the second half, weren't we? We didn't. Yeah. I think first half, goals. we could have lost the game. Don't get me wrong, when it was one all. After the finish in the first half, and you see Mitrovic coming on, you do start to question it. But then, it was yeah, dominant in that second half, definitely. Um, so, does that mean then we can? I want a moment of silence, really, because I want Pete to admit um, that Leeds United are going to be a Premier League team next season. I'm a ninety-nine point nine nine percent. Put it this way: Paddy Power on on offering me a cash out on my uh, one pound bet. <laughs> Absolute scumbag. Still can't say 100%. I'm rounded in that 9.9 up to 100, by the way. So yeah, that's Pete saying that we're definitely safe. I mean, Newcastle looking absolute joke at the moment. Um, Fulham. I mean, we're, we're safe. We are safe. But <laughs> it's just obviously, I don't like the fact that those three games on the bounce, and that's nine points potentially that could be gained on us within the space of three games. If. Um, we can't get anything out of them, which I'm not saying we can't. I, th- I think the certain team at City just just wipe that out. Um, scum, they might have other commitments around it. Um, I'm not sure how the Europa League legs fall around it. I was saying that they've got ITV, haven't they? In the next round, they've got the easiest draw. And um, who else? ITV yeah. in the next round, do you mean Granada? Sorry, poor joke. And, oh, so um, I oh, so I didn't see the draw. <laughs> and um, Scousers, who. Well, the form they're in, we should probably beat them, but we all know what will happen. But yeah, I know. Well, we're serious. We're, we're worried about this this, this running, this three-game running. But I feel like no matter what point you are in the season, you're going to have a running like that. Every team will have a running where they play a couple of tough teams in a row. Yeah. Like we all remember, we've still got to play Sheffield United, West Brom, Brighton, Southampton. You know, these are still four teams there that are all four very winnable games. You know, just those those three big games. I don't, I don't, I'll never see three, but they're not end up worlds there if we'll get points because there's, so, there's still so many other games that we we will get points out of. Yeah, you, yeah, you'd like to think, wouldn't you? If I mean, draw, no, if we draw, we will. United, are we safe? If what? We get a point against Sheffield United, are we safe, Pete? We're, we're safe now, James. We're safe. Hey, now. there we go. We'll take that. We're safe now. We'll we'll say that on a loop. Yes. Thanks. Yeah, you can, yeah, frame it when we're uh, playing West Brom last game of the season. <laughs> Six point. Yeah. Hey, we could, we could, we potentially could have. Could we potentially meet up for that game for a drink? I don't know, James. Should we discuss this outside the podcast, or do you want to invite everybody who listens? Well, um, everyone who listens. How many listen? <laughs> well, we had about five hundred last week. Really? <laughs> no. Hit, hit the million soon, I think. Yeah. Um... Well, they have people in the ground, aren't they? That's what they think. But yeah, we'll see. Would you take that? Would you go to the ground? Um, I think it'd be silly not to, but it's not the same, is it? So it, it's it's one of them. Um, if they say now, if they if if they say to us that right now, right, uh, put it to fans' vote, we could either come out for the last game if everything's possible. We can. We will give tickets for the last game, or we can wait till everyone everyone can uh, go back to the ground. Watch your vote. I'd wait till the next season for me. Only because I, I can't see us from being from Ellesmere Port getting tickets. I think I think the season ticket holders will go with people who live closest to the ground in, in that sense. It won't be 
they won't allow us to travel from here to, to Leeds. But I'd right. wait till next season. Can, can I just correct some? Can I correct you there quickly? Um, I'm not from Ellesmere Port, just for a disclaimer as well. I'm actually from um, Poshchester. Well, yeah, carry on. Tory. Uh, far from it. <laughs> He's a Tory, isn't he? Definitely not. <laughs> What's wrong with it, Pete? Um... Just out of interest, would you go to the. If. I'm not going political now, and you can have your own views on the vaccine. Sorry again. Would you would you go to the ground if you hadn't been vaccinated and you got a ticket? Yes. Would you? I can't see me get vaccinated before before next season. That, that, before you will before next. Well, yeah. Let's not get into politics. But they, everyone should have had the first vaccine before the start of next season, James. But I don't think I don't think the three of us will have been vaccinated before the last game of the season. Well, you might. You're a different age bracket to me. Um. What, 10 years older? 10, 12 years older? Hilarious, aren't you? Yes, Thank you. 20s to 30s, 30s to 40s is different, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you're in that one as well, James. Don't, don't. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd still, if I'd wait on, if I got a ticket next season, if next season all fit and well, full stadium, I'll, I'll go. Just on a, uh, a sombre note that we did mention, it's going to be hard going back into the ground. I think it'll be emotional going back into the ground. I know I'll be emotional, but it was mentioned as well. Some, certain people on the match day, you don't know you don't know who they are, their personal lives or anything like that, but they sit next to you or they sit around you. It'd be hard to go in the ground. If you see, see certain people who aren't there, you, you, it's just going to be weird. It's been over a year, well, well over a year now, hasn't it? Empty seat yeah. It will. It'll be horrible. But... Say, Pete, if, um, if you got a ticket to that um, West Brom game, it'll be like a few years back, won't it? Remember... Um... On a Tuesday night, and it was like the third round of the cup. Oh, 12, it was like, we're going to 12,000. <laughs> yeah, but except for that, we should actually be watching good football and not watching um, Paul Green and oh, I mentioned Paul Green again and um, Steve Morrison. Right, well, considering we've got no game to preview, uh, really, a bit of a talk, start talking about Sheffield United and how we're going to smash them 5 0. Um, and so we're going to look at uh, the international fixtures that we've got coming up, which also you know leads to some, I suppose, controversial conversations we can have here. Patrick Manford, should he have uh, been included in the English squad? Do we think? Yeah. yeah yes. Ollie, Ollie Watkins should have. Well, it's a tough call, but I think he's done more than what Ollie Watkins has done. I know he's whether Southgate has gone for age over performance. I don't know. Manford's only twenty. Seven, seven. Um, yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not old, is he? Watkins is twenty-three. Yeah, but I mean, maybe, maybe. Well, um, what's it? He's mentioned the way Southgate described it. It's just pathetic. I like his closing down. What I, I went for Watkins because of the way he closed down and he gets in behind and his finishing or whatever. You've just described Patrick Bamford there, Gareth. I don't know what you're on. I think it's probably a tough one, though, isn't it? The very they are quite similar players, aren't they? It works. Yeah, and and I, can, I can see. Yeah, I think it probably does. You, you, you're just a bit good for Patrick, aren't you? Um, yeah, you know, well, like I, I, I think he probably did deserve that call up. And you look at some of the players that are included, and you see what Bampers. I've seen a lot of things that could do around on, on the on Twitter, where like you know people like Rashford, you know, including the squad. Um, I personally, I'm not just saying it because he's is a is a he's scum. Um, not as a person, by the way. He's obviously a wonderful person. He just plays for an evil, evil team. I really just don't rate him as a footballer. Like this season, I don't think you can tell me that someone like Rashford has been better than Bamford. Don't think he has. I'm, I'm... She's quicker, quicker than Bamford, and maybe that's what Southgate is looking for. Or maybe we're looking at the team, the fact that he doesn't play for a top four club. And I know he's included Ollie Watkins there. But... So. I don't see how you discount Patrick Manford as when you when you look at players like uh, Rashford who have been included. So just going off contribution, not just goals. Let's go for contribution. Harry Kane has got twenty nine, as in he's got sixteen goals, thirteen assists. How many do you reckon Rashford's on? Uh, I would say Rashford's on about eleven. He's on sixteen to be fair. So he's got nine right. and seven. Sterling's got nine and five. Um, Callum Wilson's got more than Rashford. He's got 15. He's on 10 and 5. No, he Danny hasn't. Danny Ings. How's that? That doesn't work out. Sorry, no, he hasn't. Ignore that. Danny Ings isn't even there. Bamford is on 20. 14 goals, 6 assists. And he's uh, he's the same as Calvert-Lewin. No, he's the same as Calvert-Lewin. 
Do we assume it's then because of the position of position he wants to play? Yeah. Ollie Watkins is probably more suited to being like a, like on left wing of the left wing of attacking three. Whereas Bamford will want to be Bamford. You want Bamford up top in Harry Kane position, and you're probably not going to drop Harry Kane. Uh, well, you definitely shouldn't drop Harry Kane. For me, he's one of the best strikers in the world at the minute. It's just a shame he's been played in a. He's a he's a poor Tottenham side. I don't care if he's got hundred goals or sixty or whatever it is. Um, it is a poor uh, Tottenham side. Oh, they don't have the attacking flair they should have. Um, so if, you, if you're not going to drop Harry Kane, the only other competition, competition there then is Dominic Calvert Lewin, and I think that's probably his real toss-up is between them two. Yeah, I is think so. when if we, when he can't play Kane, does he want to play Dominic Calvert Lewin over uh, over Bamford? I don't think that ever was was between Ollie Watkins and Bamford because I think Ollie Watkins is a different position. I think that's where he'll play. The whole Grealish thing again, isn't it? Where everyone was saying, "Oh, will it be Grealish or Phillips? Why are you even comparing the two? Then then no, nothing alike." Um, yeah, I mean, I could I could go on for an hours and hours about this. I know I brought it up in the group, and it'll shock people that I'm negative of England as I'm negative of Leeds. But I, I don't think Bamford fits into this England. He fits into this England squad more probably than the squad five or six years ago. Um, yeah, I just I, <laughs> he's too nice, I guess. And that sounds stupid. I just don't think it's it's not a team ethic in that in that squad. I know Southgate's trying to go for youth, and he's trying to. Have this togetherness, but there's so many superstars. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say superstars because they're not all performance at that level. There's Harry Kane probably is in a league of his own, but then you've got the likes of Sterling, you've got the likes of Henderson, you've got the likes, you know, you've got quality players there. And I'm not saying Bamford isn't a quality player, but Bamford is where he is for his hard work, his teamwork, and the players around him as well, giving him that those opportunities. With England, I, I don't think he would fit in. But that doesn't mean he shouldn't be called up. He shouldn't be given his chance. It could prove me wrong and he could slot in. But we've seen Calvin Phillips and how he's been played in the England squad, which just infuriates me every time. Yeah, well, they don't utilise Phillips' play, do they? No. Well, that's because, get onto a bigger picture with uh, England and Southgate, is that they, they play really negatively. You know, they, they, and I know, I know he says that they don't and stuff, but when you're playing... Five defenders. Those back, right back and left back can be as tacky as you want. But if, if you're playing five across the back, or three centre backs, two full backs, but when your midfield three is what Declan Rice, Calvin Phillips, plus somebody else, you know that that doesn't implore or doesn't suggest that we're going for, for we're attacking. Yes. It suggests that we're looking just to soak up pressure and then try and counter. We've got players better than that. Yeah. We can, we've got players there where we can control the game. And I, I don't think, you know, when we, when we play teams, like we'll play San Marino, we'll play Albania, I think we'll look like world beats because the, cause we, we, don't, we will control the game just because we're better. The players are just better, so we will control the game. But when you get up, when you, when you start playing, it was out in the World Cup. As soon as we played in a team of real quality, like we, we, we couldn't play because we, we just we didn't control, control the game at all. And, and that's... And that's my big worry for, for England as a whole. I think our, um, and there's a bias, it's probably me being biased, but I think Leeds' formation suit could suit England to a T with the players they can get in that squad because you could have you could have the flat back four, you could have Phillips slash Rice. It, it will be Rice ahead of Phillips at the moment and um, in the squad, and then you've got a central midfielder who can, you know, box to box maybe Henderson, and then you could have that sort of attacking sort of. Um, number 10 but also drop in someone like Foden I know Foden's been playing out wide recently or something but you've got to get him in that team for me he has to be in that team because he's just so dangerous or even Grealish even put Grealish behind the front man and have Kane and your two wide men it's yeah I completely agree nah. Foden, Foden Foden has to play doesn't he he does Foden for me is he's, he's, in, he's in he is if not the best English player playing football at the minute mm-hmm well, even um, Kane, and, and, and I know we look at Harry Kane, yeah, Harry Kane's a goal scorer and stuff. Yeah. Like, but Foden's all round player, and, he, and he's learning as well from from the best, well, second best manager in the league. There's, um, uh, there's nothing stopping Hackman. us seeing three league players go to the Euros. Is what? Sorry, there's nothing stopping Leeds United having three play, three English players go to the Euros. No, there isn't because we have we have, we have got a couple of friendlies as well before and haven't we before we, the, we go there. There's one more. 
So after this round of internationals, there's one more inter- round of internationals to go before the Euro. Is that right? Yeah, there is, yeah. Right. Are you suggesting nailing there? Uh, yeah. I, you can... All right, maybe... Can you see You can see Bamford going the Euros in, in, in summer? No, can't. I'd love him to, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd love him to. I'm not sure. I, th- I think a lot of it will depend on how you know these places you go to do go up this time. Yeah. I think a lot of it will depend on how they perform. Phillips will be should for me 80 90% be in the Euro squad. Yeah, Phillips will. Phillips 100% is going to be there. Yeah, I go 100. I think he's there. Yeah, I think the only worry that he has really is that looks at midfielders going. Uh, have been called up this time round. We've got Bellingham, Foden, Lingard, Mount, Phillips, Rice, James Ward-Prowse. You, you, you imagine a fit Henderson also goes to the Euros. Yes. Um, which of those midfielders drops out? Bellingham. Yeah. Has to. You have to have Phillips, Rice and Henderson for the way Southgate plays, I think. And Phillips, Phillips has to go. Ailing's unlucky. The fact, and they said it in commentary, that there's so many right backs at the moment. Um, well, yeah, he's got peace against Reese James, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker, Wan Bissaka. Yeah. I know as well, Wan Bissaka, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, Trent Alexander Arnold. Did you say him? Yeah, yeah, but I don't, yeah. I, don't, I, I, really, I, I wouldn't take, I know that's a very popular thing to say around these parts as well, uh, where we all live, but Trent Alexander Arnold, I don't think should win in, the, in this squad. Nice. Um, performance, even though he's been injured a bit, and he well, performance not good enough. He's not he's defensively not good enough. No, uh, he's left Liverpool susceptible to the back a lot. Yeah, I tell you what, and I know uh, I shouldn't be saying this on a Leeds podcast. Luke Shaw should be starting for England at the moment. He's looked absolutely quality for them. We'll, we'll move on straight after me saying that, but he looks yeah really good. But anyway. A lot of credit has to go to him, really. I don't, I don't, you know, you're right. You don't, you don't want to sit here and praise too many uh, scum players. And someone who's had the injuries that he's had, the criticism that he's had, really you know, I think it says a lot. Says a lot about the man, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm just to put it, just to say about Bamford, I'm, I'm glad he's not in this round of fixtures at the internationals because the way he came off, the way he's played the last two games, let's have him. Let's just have a rest for him. Let's have two weeks where he can have a rest, and we'll see him against Sheffield United. Yeah, I know. Some yeah, completely agree. People have always said about some players in the past: are they injured or are they not injured for for international call ups? You know what I mean? People don't want to risk their own their own players going for international and coming back injured. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, completely agree, James. It benefits us this time around if Bamford's at home. Yeah, it does. Yeah, but uh, you know, like I say, you're always torn out in between. You want to see your own. Represent the country, don't you? You, you? you do feel for him a little bit, don't you? Yeah. I, I wonder how much of him thought that he was going to go. Yeah. He, I, he, seems, he seems quite level-headed. He's got his feet on the ground, doesn't he? He's not, he's, he's not like a... You talk about superstars. He, just, he really doesn't have that sort of mindset, does he? No. I don't think he... Well, no, far from it. I really enjoy... And we've spoken about it before. I really enjoy his post-match interviews. He's just... He's a pleasure to to listen to. As much as pleasure watching yeah. him. He is. Yeah, completely. Honest and yeah, Connor Cody's international is um post match inter- interviews are good as well. Yeah, another one, another you might not like him, people don't like him. James Madison, yeah, he's sort of if he performs, he just he needs consistency, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He, he does come across, he's he's very intelligent how he speaks, but now and again, he does come across a little bit cocky, but not not in a bad way. Confident, confidence to word, not cocky. I'll, I'll take that back. Um, but he's got he's got every right to be confident at certain times. Yeah. He's another one who could play in that CAM role. But anyway, yeah. Uh, right, so obviously we'll play San Marino, Albania. I feel like all three of us will be confident that we're getting wins from those two teams. Go for Poland, though. Poland are a completely different prospect. Uh, very, very good side. Uh, obviously, Lewandowski up top. And our very own um, Dynamo, Mateusz Klick, uh, playing against uh, Phillips. Do we think Do we think they'll be texting each other before the game? Saying, Klitsch, I'm coming for you. Or how uh, do you think that goes? I think I'm just going to go back to Kalitsch's performance with Leeds lately. I think you know the one that maybe need maybe needing a little bit of a, a rest, a bit of a. Do you know what I mean? He hasn't seen he hasn't seen seen his, his, his self in the Leeds squad lately. 
Is he a regular star for Poland? I think he's he's a bit like Phillips, isn't he? Does he, he plays the odd game? Comes on yeah. and yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no guarantee he starts, is there? Well, there is. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, they'll be talking to each other, won't they? And they'll have a, probably a laugh and stuff. And I, I think it's a game that England. I I, I thought it was quite a tough game. Um, obviously, you've got Lewandowski, who's just out of this world. I've, I I really I know. Obviously, he's coming to a certain age now. I don't think he's that old, actually, but um, yeah, they're, they're, they're a decent team, Poland. But if England have got aspirations to do what they do and disappoint us all in the major competition, this game they should be winning. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I think the the key is is to keep Lewandowski quiet. You know, make sure. And, and the way we do that for me is is very similar to what Bills does. But we keep teams like that quiet by not letting them have the ball. Exactly. But and it's why it's so important that we. We, we play in a way where we we do control possession, we control the game. Um, because Poland, got, they've got loads of quality going through their team. Got, got, I, don't, I can't remember if it's still play. Uh, they've got Grosicky, who does quite well at international level for them. Yeah. Uh, I know he didn't do it so much. So he's a bit hit and miss money for Hull. But they've got teams that can do his damage. And I think we control it, play the way that we should play. Again, that, you know, should, it should really, you're right, it should be another three points for us there. Should, it should be. Um we just don't set up to control the ball, do we? Um, well, Southgate doesn't. And with Poland being a, a decent team, I think he'll uh, he'll set up again with a five-two-three. <laughs> yeah, you think so? You'd, you'd like to see him experiment, wouldn't you? Really, for San Marino, Albania. You you'd like do. to see something something more positive. Yeah, I did. I think did we win three or four nil against them last time, San Marino? And they were saying, "Oh, that's a terrible result. Should be beating them." Yeah, back. yeah. What do you think? See that about Tay Adams. He's been called up to Scotland, Scotland hasn't he? Yeah. Oh, and um, even if Bamford doesn't get called up for England, is he still a possibility for Ireland? It, it's been mentioned, hasn't it? Yeah. It has. Yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't play for this Irish team at the moment. They they look awful. They look absolutely awful. But wait, with Wales as well, they've got Belgium, haven't they? Belgium, yeah. Yeah, that'll be a tough game. Yeah. But obviously, that'll bring up memories of Dare to Canoe. How Robson can or whatever it is with that uh, goal against him in the um, Euros, wasn't it? In this quarters, I'm sure, it's the quarterfinals. Right, going to the next section, uh, I want to leave just a, a, a quick uh, word on the devastating news that we received yesterday on the passing of uh, Peter Lorimer. When you when you talk about you know legends of clubs, a word used far too like um, far too often. Does does there are a few other words you just you could describe more of a status at Leeds United. Top goal scorer, hot shot. Uh, we saw that about him. Um, but some of us have been like privileged enough to meet the man and just more than being an amazing footballer, more than being the what he is to Leeds. Very, very good man as well, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Met him a couple of times, uh, Pete. Yeah, when um in the pavilion before the games, he was always there, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Such uh, a nice guy. I, 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 I went to his bar, didn't we, a couple of times? In the air, the, the, um, the commercial, wasn't it? I think he was, yeah. I saw um, Football Focus and they were talking about him and um, they were talking about the uh, Norwegian contingency in there and how he used to serve him and stuff. He, he was, he was a, a really nice guy. I mean, the few times I spoke to him, he was always chatty and he'd always ask you about the game and stuff and what do you think blah 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 he, he, and he, he wasn't forced it was genuine he had it was genuine interest you know he, he wanted to know people's thoughts he, he he loved the club um even at times as well it, it used to annoy me because when Selena was there it just shows how much he loved the club he he, he was backing him as well and a lot of fans were saying oh why is Lorimer doing this blah blah, blah. it's because he loves the club so much and he will support what, whoever is there, whatever there was there with the club, he is leads through and through. And because he's such a nice guy, that's that's what he'll do. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a big loss, obviously. A- again, it's just a terrible year that we've had. Um, a terrible 12 months. Obviously, yeah, we've yeah. Be, um, still a record now to be the youngest ever player to play for Leeds at 15. Is he? Yeah. Jesus. I mean, just shows longevity of it, doesn't he? Like uh, what, what he did for such a long period of time. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it'd be interesting to see what the club do 
I'd be like, you know, you feel like someone like Lorimer deserves um, something. Good. I know, we've run, we've run out of stands, haven't we? We've got, we've got um, the actual the bar, but uh, that's, uh, you like something a bit, 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 bit um, yeah, I think so. A bit more, bit more grandeur, don't you? Yeah, that should be like you say. They should do something with that bar. I know. You know that we've walked past it a few times now. I don't know whether there's, there's stuff happening in the area, but where his bar was, it should be taken over by Leeds to, to do something in his memory. Do you know what I mean? And because it's it, like the middle point in it between town and yeah. town Allen Road, where you... it's a bit derelict, doesn't it? That's yeah. Right, they, they needed to change the beer in there. The beer wasn't the best, but I think we were very hungover from one of the uh, end of season awards, weren't we? There may, uh, there may be a statue for him because he was our um, all-time leading goal scorer. Yeah, you'd hope something like that, something fits fits the man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and obviously, you know, all of our thoughts and stuff go to like, the families and stuff, don't they? Yeah. Right, so moving on to the heart and soul section where we talk about something what Legion like that's just made us um, smile or made us happy. Pete? Yeah, I've got one. Um, <laughs> not having done my research on it, so I only saw the headline, so it could be a load of rubbish, but I saw somebody say, as much as we joke about it, Adam Forshaw might be returning back very shortly, as in um, he might be back next month, I believe, training well, I maybe. he already was back in training this week. Is he already back, is he? I saw um, someone took a, a screenshot from a video that he was in training. I, the headline yeah, I saw that. The Miracle of March or something. And it's as much as we um <laughs> as much as we take the mic and as much as I know I call Lorente the Spanish foreshore, Rodrigo's now Spanish foreshore part two. Um it's never nice for a player, is it? And he might not be Premier League quality, we don't know. We because <laughs> he's not played for us in it. Um yeah, does fit foreshore fit the mould when uh, Phillips out? Don't know. More so than anybody else in the squad, I, I think. Yeah. Well, um, but it's, obviously, issue will be fitness and stuff. And this is a man that Bielsa said um, before I took over when he first saw the squad and stuff. He said that Forshaw was hands on the best playing team, didn't he? Yeah. And yeah. Forshaw's the one who said he wants to learn so much off Bielsa as well. Um, so I think it was a nice little uh, teacher's pet sort of relationship. But um, yeah, it, it just made me smile. It did. It made me smile thinking that, you know, he deserves his chance. He's been hampered with injury. He gets so much stick from all of us just because of how injury-prone he's been. Um, yeah, made me smile. Hopefully he comes back and then hopefully he can play for us, play a Premier League game for us. Hopefully he gets and, West uh, Brom, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he gets West Brom. Or maybe he comes on against Scum and scores the winner. Yeah, nice. love that. Uh, so I was just thought so actually. Um you know, Leeds United are improved so much from the community. They're involved so much, aren't they? Um, I don't know if you saw the um, Red Nose Day. Uh, Joe Geldart and Sam Greenwood for twenty threes did oh, like yes. a um, like a Zoom chat for you know, for young children, didn't they? Uh, I love seeing stuff like that. I love seeing the the the, the club involved in local community stuff. It's so important, isn't it? To it's one of the things that's um, that makes you fall in love with the club, like seeing it everywhere. You know, uh, you know, walk down the street or something. You know, something's going on. Uh, so they were leads, and that, that was just something that, yeah, that 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 gave me a little bit of a smile. I think as well, um, it's the frequency of it, is it, isn't it as well? Because it's not you'll see the odd club like, oh, it's Christmas, right? We better get ourselves to a hospital and do this or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. It's genuine. I think I'm not saying it's <laughs> sounds bad. That it's not I'm not saying it's not genuine from other clubs, but with leads, it's consistent and they do it all the time. And I think it means quite a lot as well. It's not PR. It's not. That, and that's such a such a big difference in doing acts like this. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, I always have I always have issues with people who take videos of themselves giving money to people or yeah. you know, record themselves treating someone homeless to a day or something. Like you know, that 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 isn't that's vanity. Yeah, and you know, and what what we're doing, what, what leads I feel do is genuine because they care about the community, and um, I think Bielsa's has probably been like an integral part of that. Yes, um, I agree, and. To, to quote your favourite show, and my favourite show, is there such thing as a selfless good deed? If you ask uh, Joey Tribbiani from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is. I think there is. And I think Leeds show that as well. I know, obviously, it's been recorded. People say, well, yeah, you're talking about it, so you know it's happened. But it's, yeah, it is. It's consistent with Leeds, definitely. Does that go back to something similar that, um, I don't know how much you listen to um, Leeds Night podcast, but with Bamford donating that money, 
He donated five uh, my head to, to um, Beeston School. We've mentioned it before. Oh, yeah, the laptops. Oh, yeah, the laptops. He said, keep it quiet. I don't want this to get out. Yeah. If it gets out, he can get bad press or then he yeah. can get more press than he needs. You know what I mean? He wanted to keep it on the down low, but then it couldn't be helped. The school released it in their, in what's it called? Their like um, monthly newsletter or something. Newsletter, that's the word I'm for, yeah. And, and it, they found out. Uh, something else that. Not, didn't make it smart because it's a little bit sadistic, I suppose, uh, before I say it. Um, but something that Leeds United fans do very well as, as, a, as, a, as a body is commemorate in respect. Uh, just going back to Peter Lorimer's passing, scarves out for, for Peter, did it for Norman Hunter. And uh, I, I really do think that it's a, it's, a, it's a nice touch and it is something that brings us together as, as, a, as a fan base. I shared mine, didn't I? And I got ridiculed because of how old my window looks, apparently. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it is nice. It it brings it's it shows the togetherness of the club, doesn't it? Yeah, the window. You, you don't get that from other clubs, do you? You yeah. don't. I, I generally believe that. Right. So moving forward on to predictions. Obviously, we're not going to start predicting the Sheffield United game. Oh. I'm saying five nil now. But uh, we're going to so predict the England games instead. So we'll do this quite. We've not asked everybody else actually, but we'll go on to. We'll do it quite quick, quick fire. Okay. Uh, Sam Sam Marino, Pete. Uh, six nil England. James Sam Marino. Four nil. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go nine nil. Okay. Uh, Pete Albania. I know I should know this. Are we home or away? Uh, yeah. Top bed. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. F- um, three nil England. Uh, we're away. Does that change your? Thinking. I'll go one nil England. No, I'll go three nil. <laughs> three nil England. James, three one. Uh, I'm going four nil. Uh, right, Poland. We're at home for that. Pete, two one England. James, two one. Full house, two one. I'm going to go for Lewandowski. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, thank you again so much for listening, um, everyone. It, it does mean a lot to us. And again, feel free to uh, contact us any any ideas, especially for next week's podcast with the international break. Um, if there's anything out there that we hear, we'll talk about it, we'll get you involved. Uh, and any feedback uh, is always appreciated. Stay safe, everyone, and uh, up the leads.